Frank Ling. And I'm Charles Lee. And you're listening to the Grok Science Show. That's right. It's a weekly look at the world of science, technology, and their effects on our daily lives. Coming up on today's program, Joseph Burgo will join us to discuss narcissism. So stay tuned for all of this. Plus the Grokatron 5000. And our world-famous question of the week. Coming right up. Here. On the Grok's Science Show. Science Show. Well, everyone in this golden age of narcissism is angling for some kind of recognition. But when does healthy self-regard tip into the winner-take-all territory of dangerous and extreme narcissism? And how do we protect ourselves from those who will do whatever they can, cheating us, betraying us, or lying to us, to get to the top? Well, in his new book, The Narcissist You Know, Defending Yourself Against Extreme Narcissists in an All-About-Me Age, Dr. Joseph Burgo explains how to identify the narcissists in our lives and provide the tools needed to steer clear of the alluring webs of the deception they so expertly weave. Uh, Dr. Burgo has been practicing psychotherapy for more than 30 years. He's a well-respected clinical psychologist and a marriage and family therapist, contributed to several uh, periodicals, the New York Times, the Atlantic USA Today, frequent blogs for uh, the psych- uh, Psychology Today, and uh, he's the author of psychology books such as The Hero as Narcissist and Why Do I Do That? Again, the new book is called The Narcissist You Know, and the author, Dr. Joseph Burgo. Dr. Burgo, very pleased to have you today on the Grok Science Show. Hi, thanks for having me. Uh, certainly our pleasure. Certainly a fascinating book, The Narcissist You Know, uh, Defending Yourself Against Extreme Narcissists in an All-About-Me Age. Certainly a topic I think everyone probably has some uh, dealings with, either within themselves or with others. Uh, why did you decide to write this book? I, I looked around and I noticed that the word narcissist was everywhere, that uh, you couldn't pick up a newspaper or a magazine or listen to news without hearing it, but that people were using it either in a, in a kind of all-purpose put-down sort of way, just to refer to somebody who thinks a little too well of himself, or it was all being lumped together at the other end, a, a narcissistic personality disorder, as if there were these deeply troubled people who all looked more or less alike. So I wanted to write a book that would save the word narcissist from both being trivialized or stereotyped and to show that there's actually a huge spectrum of possible expressions of narcissism from healthy self-esteem at one end to this disorder, narcissistic personality disorder, on the other. And how can we distinguish among the different ends of the stream and everywhere in between? Well, the framework that I found most helpful um, from distinguishing healthy narcissism, on the one hand from pathological narcissism, is, is that, you know, if I feel good about myself and I'm proud of my accomplishments, but, but there's room for other people to feel good too, I mean, that's, that's healthy. We can all feel good about ourselves. There's room for everybody to feel proud. The, the pathological narcissist or the extreme narcissist in my book, um, he builds himself up at the expense of other people. He views the world exclusively in terms of winners and losers. He's constantly proclaiming his winner status to the world and often does so by triumphing over the other people he despises, those losers over there. And if if that reminds you of a presidential candidate, you can find out more about him in my book. 
Um, is, there, is there a certain type or situation that uh, brings these people out or prevalent in certain situations, or, or, or are they just kind of everywhere? Well, I think they are everywhere. I mean, you find them in every walk of life. Because they're, they're wanting to be winners, they're naturally drawn to those areas where competition is an issue. So they are most noticeable as athletes, as politicians, and also as celebrities who don't necessarily compete with other people, but they are, in our society, they are the ultimate winners in, in the world. So I, I do think that they're, they're everywhere. They're to be found everywhere, but I think they're more prominent in those three areas, politics, celebrity, and athletics. And do you think it's somewhat unique to the American society that narcissism might be, if not celebrated, a little bit encouraged? You know, I, I'm I'm not a sociologist, but I think so, uh, and I think it's because, well, I think it's because of of three factors. I think with the waning of the the greatest generation, to use Tom Brokaw's expression, and the rise of the boomers, I think values like humility, um, self-sacrifice and service kind of went out and self-fulfillment and authenticity came in. So humility is no longer, you know, a, a value in our society. Then, um, you know, there's the, the culture of celebrity. I mean, we really see celebrity as the highest good in, in our society. You're probably familiar with that study that showed that middle-aged students would rather be the personal assistant to a celebrity than the, than the president of Harvard. I mean, there's, there's no higher good than celebrity in our society. And then, you know, the Internet comes along and social 